Greetings everyone. I am Dr. Rohan Gupta in the medicine and today we will be discussing about SGLT2 inhibitors and DBP4 inhibitors and we will be in discussion with Dr. Rakesh Aroda, uh, DM Endocrinology from Amritsar. So let's begin. SGLT2 inhibitors, SGLT2 inhibitor is a class of novel organic glucose lowering agents that basically mediates uh, glucose lowering by increasing the urinary excretion of glucose via uh, sodium glucose co-transporter 2 in the proximal tubules of kidneys. So, Dr. Rakesh Aroda, what, according to you, are the benefits of combining this SGLT2 inhibitor with a drug, uh, which is a DPP4 inhibitor, when it is initiated together in a patient? So, uh, Dr. Ron, because uh, the SGLT2 inhibitors, they have a pharmacological action which is independent of the pancreatic beta cell function. So, uh, because of the progressive deterioration of the beta cell function in uh, that characterizes the type 2 diabetes mellitus, SGLT2 inhibitors, they are suitable to administer at any stage of the disease. So, this is one of the benefits that SGLT2 uh, inhibitors, they uh, offer to the patients. However, SGLT2 inhibitors, they result in 7.8 times increase in the plasma glucagon increase, which is accompanied by a 17 to 30% increase in the endogenous hepatic glucose of uh, production. So this latter effect has been estimated to offset approximately half of the glucose excreted in the urine as a result of SGLT2 inhibitor. So what that means is that the glycemic effect, the half of it is counteracted by this increase in the hepatic glucose output. The salutary effect is, is its uh, ability to act independent of the insulin secretion and action, and re which renders it suitable for, to, uh, for it to be administered at any stage of the disease course. And DPP-4 inhibitors, they exert their glucose lowering effect by the elevation of incretin hormones and subsequent augmentation of the glucose-dependent insulin secretion and inhibition of the glucagon release. So combination of these agents has the potential to show an additive glycemic DPP-4, they exert their glucose lowering effect by the elevation of incretin hormones and subsequent augmentation of the glucose-dependent insulin secretion. So thus reducing hyperglycemia while minimizing the hypoglycemia. They do not induce weight gain and have proven their CV safety in several large retrospective cardiovascular outcome trials. Uh, and further moving on, Dr. Rakesh, what do you think is the clinical rationale of combining SGLD2 inhibitors with DPP4 inhibitors? As we know, they have vastly different mechanisms of action as you explained to us right now. So what do you think is the clinical rationale behind combining these two and giving it to the patient together? So there are multiple rationale for combining the treatment, uh, these two treatment modalities in patients with type 2 diabetes mellitus. So some of them are, they have, because there are multiple metabolic defects which are observed in diabetes. So these uh, uh, combinations, they target these multiple metabolic defects. Because of the progressive nature of type 2 diabetes mellitus, one agent may not be sufficient and there is a limited efficacy of monotherapy. So the patients may need uh, other agents over the course of their time. Uh, and there may be a need of potentially preserving the beta cells. Uh, as we know, there is a, a progressive beta cell exhaustion during the course of type 2 diabetes mellitus. And initial monotherapy, there is a lack of a durable response with the initial monotherapy. 
for which we may require uh, to prescribe multiple agents in these patients. There is a risk of microvascular complications with poor glycemia. And uh, uh, there is also a risk of glucotoxicity, which is hyperglycemia. It begets further hyperglycemia. So there's a strong rationale for combining a DPP-4 inhibitor and SGLT-2 inhibitor because the two drugs, they exert different and complementary glucose-lowering effects. This combination is speculated to prevent the compensatory increase in the postprandial glucagon level. So DPP-4 inhibitors being a potent glucagon-lowering agents will counteract this potential increase in the endogenous glucose production or glucagon or both. So thus, a combination therapy, it appears appealing and expected to be synergistic in reducing the HbA1c. Moreover, the pharmacokinetic and pharmacodynamic studies suggest no drug-to-drug -drug interaction between SGLT2 inhibitors and DPP4 inhibitors, making them a pharmacological suitable combination. Uh, so Dr. Rakesh, moving on further. So we know that a lot of young people are coming into the field. A lot of young postgraduates have started using the combination of SGL2 inhibitors and DPP4 inhibitors. Uh, in your vast uh, experience, how would you like to guide uh, your peers as well as your juniors who look up to you regarding the patient profile who would derive the optimum benefit of this combination of SGLD2 inhibitor as well as a DPP4 inhibitor combined? And when do you think it is the best to start these combinations in patients? So, uh, since patients with type 2 diabetes mellitus, they may be at risk of non-adherence due to the complexity of the treatment with multiple medications for the condition, in addition to need for the treatments for comorbid conditions and the requirement of self-care activities, the use of a fixed-dose uh, combination therapy could simplify individual treatment regimens for type 2 diabetes mellitus and reduce the risk of non-adherence. So single pill formulations have shown to improve the, uh, have shown, have shown a higher adherence rate compared to the, the, compared with the loose dose treatment regimens in a systematic analysis of the studies over around 10 years. So several studies conducted so, so far with combination therapy of SGLT2 inhibitor and DPP4 inhibitor find them an effective tool for HbA1c lowering without provoking further hypoglycemia. And uh, there's an associated weight loss, uh, which is an added advantage over DPP-4 monotherapy. And some studies have also found the reduced rate of genitourinary infections associated with the combinations therapy. So generally, empagliflozin with linagliptin is available as a first-in-class treatment with uh, SGLT2 inhibitor and DPP-4 inhibitors as a combination. And uh, after... 20 week, uh, 24 weeks of treatment, the combination of empagliflozin and linagliptin in doses of 25 and 5 milligram has shown statistically significant HbA1c reduction from the baseline as an add-on to the metformin. So HbA1c decrements by uh, this empalina combination have uh, demonstrated around 1.81% HbA1c reduction from the baseline at 24 weeks. And there are also changes in the fasting plasma glucose, uh, which reduced to the tune of 32.2 milligram per deciliter from the baseline uh, at 24 weeks. And it maintained at week 52 as compared to the metformin treated uh, groups. In the add-on to the metformin, the, the confirmed hypoglycemic adverse events, they occurred with an incidence of around 2.2 and 3.6% with empalina 
in doses of 10 to 5 or 25 by 5 milligram. So there was also a reduction in the incidence of genital infections associated with SGLT2 uh, when DPP4 was added, perhaps because of a better glucose control, although other possible mechanisms, they remain to be investigated. A reduction in the incidence of genital infections has been reported when a DPP4 is inherited, uh, perhaps because of a better glucose control, although the possible mechanisms remain to be investigated. So this unique combination lends itself readily to early treatment in intensification because of good tolerability, low risk of hypoglycemia, possible weight loss, and minimal treatment burden. So DP4 